Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligari, along with Roger Weiss, Francis Beck. Frank Wolf on his way in. Tom Prince, WNY Athletics in the house. Hi, guys. As two just walks in right now. Good morning, Roger. Morning, y'all. Oh, that was kind of like a down morning, y'all. Yeah. Well, I, there's no like no no on, that is to really. it. No enthusiasm. Uh, well, no, you know, you guys, come on now. Don't <laughs> get all go. over me. I have good reason. I mean, Dunkirk and Fredonia has been playing since what? 1893. Something like Albion that. Albion and Medina have been playing since 1897. Mhm. The Tondos has been serving meals for 114 years. That's a long time. They served their last meal last night. Did you get one? No? Negative. No. I'm sorry to hear about the closing. Uh, so how can you guys talk about high school football and stuff like that is going on? Because I don't understand. That's what we're Somehow we're going to find a way. Yeah, we'll find a way. <laughs> uh, you, you, you people are heartless. <laughs> Believe me, I'd, I'd like to talk about food, Rog. You know that. Maybe we'll do that in, in, in the breaks just to kind of help you along. Well, every you year you keep giving me a tease that we're going to have a taste of Western... New York high school football. We're going to have a taste of Western New York high school football, and you find some cop-out reason, oh, well, I have to take care of my kids. Well, I do have a game today. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez. One track But you mind. would like the concession stand at Wilson High School, by the way. Hey, speak, they have great hey, stuff from what I'm Wilson, told. Frank, boy, you and Dennis hit a home run last night for the game you guys chose. Wow. It only took you two hours to get there. <laughs> I, I made that. I, I made that same ride home last weekend. I've gotten lost coming home from there before. You're like help! Why did you Where head back I? to Davidson's after the game as well? Technically, yeah, because I thought I'd find the ninety or the Route sixty that way, but I don't know. I mean, you found the ninety two hours later, right? By the way, get home. I don't know. I was still watching the Red Sox. I was there to catch the end of the Red Sox game. Wow. Well, you could have caught that if you got home at 2.30. Man, I conked out watching it. Dylan Dreyer, uh, who does the weekend uh, NBC uh, morning show, Mm -hmm. uh, she says she she woke up at 3 o'clock and freaked out because her husband wasn't next to her. He was still down on the couch watching the game. Not the ending that I wanted, but um, oh well. 
We'll come back tonight, right, Frank? They, but Anthony, the Reds had like what the third or fourth worst team in the National League. Mm-hmm. They beat the Dodgers this year six out of seven, including four straight at Dodgers. Really? Oh, and man. the Red well, Sox. That kid last night for the Dodgers, Bueller. He was lights out. Oh my God, his stuff Bueller. was filthy. Yeah, that's Bueller. what they do. His stuff was filthy, and uh, it had the Red Sox batters baffled. Uh, but then when he came out of the game, they were able to at least tie it. And yeah, speaking oh, of man. filthy, how about some of them high school games last night? Were they wild Oof. or what? Amazing. Like I say, Dennis and Frank had a home run. I went to uh, Pioneer and. Uh, Fredonia at Fredonia. What a, I still love that field, that old time field at Fredonia. That's high school football. I'm sorry, and uh, unfortunately, I guess I didn't pick one of the top five games last night in Western New York, according to the Buffalo News. I mean, the only two undefeated teams left, and that wasn't one of the top five games. I guess because they neither one of them were uh, Erie County teams, they kind of got pushed into the uh, back burner. Oh no, Pioneer Pioneer Fredonia absolutely is one of the top 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 games. All right, before we get into the games, guys, let's uh start off with news and notes, get caught up as to what we need to know before we get going and uh talking about the games. We'll start, we have games Wednesday night, Thursday night, playoff games uh Friday night, and then we've got games today setting up for next week at the uh lid. Is that what you call it, Raj? The, the lid? nerf. The nerf. Okay, the so uh, we'll get you cut it's up a to good that. One though, I like the lid. <laughs> I do too. I thought it was kind of. <laughs> Raj, I will defer to you to start off news and notes. Okay. Well, I just want to say congratulations. I know his season didn't end on a positive note, but uh, my buddy Rich Kozak, uh, the uh, Falcons uh, frontier soccer team, got eliminated in the semis. Nine to nothing. I know Rich is quite disappointed and depressed afterwards. And he came around a day later and he talked to the people at the uh, Hamburg Sun. He says, "Was you put everything in perspective. And they did have to go into that last game without their uh, two of their top players. Their seventh grade goalie who's been all world this year was out with a knee injury and their top scorer was unable to play in uh yeah, it looks good, nine nothing. Uh, you know, on the wrong side of nine nothing. But Rich, if it's any consolation, and I know you disagree with me, just think what you would have been doing right now if you'd have lost one nothing. You'd have been tearing yourself apart. What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Rich, Still had a great year, though. Rich, you're the best. Looking forward to uh, watching you many years to come. And Jonah, his son Jonah, had such a fantastic season. Yeah, and also for Jonah as well, it's. Maybe I think subconsciously that has to be part of uh, why uh, Rich was depressed is because Jonah's last high school game did not win, did not end in a way you'd want to remember. But uh, like I say, great family. They mean a lot to me, and, you know, I'm their biggest fan. All right, well, I'm going to be talking about last games in a minute, uh, something that I posted on Facebook uh, the other day that I'm going to want to talk about as well. Uh, Francis, uh, what do you have for us, buddy? Yeah, so last week uh, I was out because I was down in Jamestown where Frank was last night covering the Section 6 Girls Tennis Finals. Um, a couple players are playing in states starting this morning. Uh, Grand Island's Kirsten Brown, uh, Orchard Park's Jesse Hollins. Uh, 
Lancasters, Jaden McKee, they all won they all qualify for singles. And the doubles teams are from Orchard Park, last week's winners, Maggot Magadan Humiston and Zoe Watson, along with uh Chloe Eish and Madeline Ice from Clarence. And from Lancaster Page Samusiak and Emma Weidman. So good luck to them at States. Yes, good luck. Go get it. Um that it that it for you or yeah, that's it for all me. Right, all right. I have something I wanted to talk about. First of all, I want to talk about uh our game last week and Tom, I teased it uh while we were doing the show last week, how nervous I was. Oh, we're getting ready to go out and we, we were playing uh uh, playoff game, which actually it's not, you know, for a championship. It's more of the playoffs to see who was the best out of the uh, basement dwellers in our league. We didn't exactly have a great season, so we were relegated to this. And uh, thankfully, NASA put together a nice little uh, tournament for us to play in, and we did well. We won uh, the first two playoff games last week. I put in uh, one of my packages to kind of get our smaller guys. And get you know, so they were able to take the ball downfield and score, and they're up seven. Uh, convert on the <coughs> ah man, I hate the sinus drip. So they were able to convert, get it up seven nothing, and uh, defense kind of stiffened up after that. We were stopping them. They had a couple of good runs, and it was just this way the whole game. Rainy, it was just miserable out, and uh, about five minutes left our offense started clicking a little bit and uh, a couple of our running backs had some nice runs get the ball inside the five yard line a minute 20 left we punch it in trailing seven to six at this point chuck fink decides to go for two he wants to go for the win rather than the tie and i turned to one of the other coaches like i can't watch i turned around and uh he goes well you converted you guys are gonna win well it's still a minute 20 so obviously uh so i said no we didn't win yet but uh, we're up eight to seven we kick off they get the ball and what was it they couple of uh pass attempts incomplete then our safety picks it off like all right now he's running upfield he gets tackled from behind, loses the ball. They pick up. They've got a fresh set of downs. Like, oh, no, we still have a lot of time to go, and they're deep into our territory. Uh, they go back to pass. Uh, we get a sack, push them back 10 yards. They go back to pass again. Interception seals the win. Kids go absolutely bananas, and that was a lot of fun. Anybody who's been around youth football, when you're around something like that, that man, it's worth it. It just makes everything, all the time that you've put in it, 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 uh, it makes it so like you're, wow, that was great. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, Tony, I don't see any gray hairs on your head. So I don't, I don't have any hair on my head, Raj. Oh, well, that's my point. Either. None of them are gray. <laughs> I shave them off. All right, so, you know, and it's something, and I posted this on Facebook, and it's something that Nicholas, my son, and I, started discussing last year after our banquet, and that was whether he was going to continue to play football. Uh, Nick is not, anybody that knows him, he's not the most athletic kid out there. He has uh, limited physical uh, abilities. He had to go through therapy, much of physical therapy, through much of his early years. When we started playing football three years ago, what we did in two or three months, physical therapy couldn't do in several years. So we were able to shed physical therapy. And, I mean, the strides he made was amazing. 
uh, from a physical standpoint. And he really loves the game of football. He loves being part of the team. But last year, knowing that uh, this was going to be his last year on the Cobras, the 135s, I told him, you know, at the next level, it gets serious. And you're talking about modified age kids. The game is much more intense, much more physical, much more demanding. And I told him I didn't know if I wanted him to play at that level if he couldn't demonstrate that he could take care of himself. Uh, he didn't quite do that this year. And we had talked about it toward the last couple of weeks that uh, maybe this will be it. I said, but we're not going to make a final decision yet. I said, you may go through a growth spurt during the winter, uh, you know, get bigger, gain more confidence in your abilities. So I've, I've told him, let's put this decision off. And uh, today could be the last time I walk off the field with him. And it's getting to me. You know, Tony, we all do use sports for various reasons, right? The one thing that you need to make sure that you know that you should be proud of is the young man that that boy is turning into. Yes. Because that's really what youth sports is all about. It's not the kids that are going off to Division One, even though we like to discuss it. It's not the kids that are going off to the next level. It's the kids that have memories of a lifetime. Right. Right? That's why we do those things, that you hope that memory is something that's going to be lasting there forever. That's what you've created for him, and that's the positive, really, that you need to take away because it's an amazing feeling knowing that your son has come from where he was in that physical therapy to out there blocking people and doing all the things Bless that you, you thought he wasn't going to be able to do. You know, and it's not that I, you know, had dreams of him going on to, you know, whether to play high school or anything about that. It's the bond and the fun that he and I have had going to practice every day, you know, helping him suit up, uh, talking about games, talking about what we're going to do uh, and things like that. I mean, Nick's the type of kid, he'll get his toys, uh, his little army guys, and he'll do offensive and defensive formations. He's a student of the game, which I'm, is another thing that I'm really proud of. And I, and I love that. I love talking to, uh, to him about those things. You know, this is why I do something with my defense, and this is why uh, Coach Chuck and Coach Bobby do things with they, that they do with the offense. And that partnership that he and I have had over the last three years, you know, at the end of practice, we're taking the equipment off, putting it in the truck, and, and headed home, and, Dad, how did I do today? You know, that sort of thing. So that's the part that gets to me because it was so enjoyable. Uh, he may decide that he just wants to be a manager next year, and, and that's fine because I plan uh, on coaching next year. I want to keep, keep this going. I really enjoy it. Anthony, how old is he now? He's 11. So he is uh, 11 years old. That must be, he must be in sixth grade now? Yes, yeah, sixth grade. And next year would be modified, seventh and eighth? Correct. Is modified that intense? I could understand your viewpoint uh, from a JV thing, but it modifies really a big the jump. The kids from that I watch and our uh, our Vipers, our 165 pound team, they're very physical, and I mean they're flying around out there at this point. Uh, they know how to hit. They know how to use leverage to deliver a hit. You know, head to the side still, you're using your shoulder pads, doing all the proper things that are taught throughout USA Heads Up Football, but it's very physical. Um, Nick has to be able to defend himself. As it is right now, when he comes out of the three-point stance, 
hands go up, which is what he's taught, but there's no physical, there's no lunge, there's no power behind any of it. Nick is more suited to pass block than he is to run block. You know, he could get his hands out there and he can keep you from bull rushing him backwards. But if you do have any kind of speed, goes side to side, he has no chance. Uh, so that's what it's more of a safety issue for me than anything else. And like I said, he could grow. He could he could put some pounds on, and uh, and be able to defend himself by then. But as of right now, I have to look at it this way. Does he play any other sports? Yes, I mean, he does baseball. baseball. He did baseball. Oh. He signed up for a uh, basketball club this this year at school, and he really likes that. I'll tell you, those sports uh, and people. You know, at a young age, some dads will say, oh, soccer, oh, anything but soccer. But I'm going to tell you, soccer is one of the best sports for young kids because they move in every direction. Right. And it helps with that footwork. Maybe a, an indoor soccer league or sure. something like that might be perfect for him. It'll teach him to have to move to his left, move to his right. And all these different take all these different angles that might help him with his footwork. Yeah, I, I met the uh, one of the soccer coaches at Niagara Falls High School, uh, Rich Moranto, and uh, that's something I may he he I know he's does stuff with PAL, and I may uh, look in that that direction if Nick wants it. You know, again, he has to want it, sure. but you know, it's just that I've had so much fun, like I said, over the last three years with him doing this, and it's uh, it's something special. And no doubt, and you should be to feel that way as a coach. But, you know, to address what you just said on modified, for those of you who know me, know I also have a son that's in the modified program with Luke. And well, I'm going to tell you, I've seen some hitting on, on the modified games to the point where you even would scratch your head and say, wow. Okay. Um, Again, I'm yeah. not being no, familiar. No, 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 no. Again, I, and I get that. It's just because it's not around there. But, I mean, I've seen some hitting. And uh, you guys remember even the – do you guys remember the post I put out last year of Luke going against the kid that was six foot yes! tall on uh, on modified? Yeah, I remember that's, that. I mean, those kids are out there. I mean, they're you're talking about a kid that's gone through a growth spurt normally against a kid who hasn't gone through a growth spurt. That's a big so difference. It, it really is. Sometimes on modified, you see these kids where you're going, "This kid should be playing varsity." Are you kidding me? Tell me about it. This is a kid who went through his. Growth spurt after he graduated from high school. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, uh, Anthony, to that soccer, he that will develop if he has any athleticism that's on the back burner right now. That will bring it out. Agility and endurance are soccer's two of the four, you know, physical uh, classifications. I mean. Like I say, I still can't believe people can kick with their left foot and their right foot equally well. Like uh, the girl from the first U.S. World Cup team who went to the Kansas Mia City. Mia Hamm. Yeah, and she was kicking 40-yard field goals with both legs. And try endur- it with the Chiefs. <clears throat> and endur- endurance, you know, the only bad part about uh, soccer and cross country is they're in the same season because if you were in opposite seasons, you would run cross country just to build up your endurance. Well, Roger, you bring up cross country. I, kid, uh, sport I did as a kid was track, which I thought did a lot for me um, as younger. One of the things about track, which is very nice, is that it's not only the athletic. There's like three types of athletes. There's the serious ones. There's the ones that's their second sport, and there's ones where it's kind of a communal thing. And track is one of the few sports where you can actually learn – you know, commingling skills because you practice with the girls, and it's not like you're picking up girls or anything. But you, it's another opportunity to meet new people 
And sometimes people... Now yeah, they tell us. Yeah. Right. I'll never forget what my aunt Millie told me. <laughs> my, aunt, my aunt Millie had three boys. Uh, she passed away a few years ago, God love her, but she had three young boys, and then she signed them all up for track. Raymond was the athlete. Richie was there for the communal, and Joey was there for the girls. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Touch all basin. And that's a true story. All right, guys, let's get into the scores. Uh, we'll start with Wednesday night's games. If you go to WNY Athletics, you can follow along. We'll start with Wednesday night where we had Eric Coy beating JFK 42-36. to Very yeah. entertaining game, Anthony. Very entertaining. I was at that game. East Aurora slash Holland defeating Springville 14-7. to And then we jump to Thursday night, October 25th. You had Clarence beating Hutch Tech. 46 to 31 and I want to go by uh, this uh, email that I received today about John Stevens who had four touchdowns to add to his uh, record-breaking point total for the season leads Clarence uh, all-time score also broke a 57 year old school record for touchdowns receptions with nine currently number one in New York State with total points uh, you have a Cleve Hill back who's number two. We'll probably get that today. Uh, John is currently second in TDs with 20. He had uh, two pick sixes Thursday night along with two running touchdowns. Also with three-year starter, had 1,400 in the SAT and looking to pursue a career in the medical field. Also, uh, sophomore Zach Norton had another great game and will be a showstopper next week. Thank you, and I won't even uh, mention who signed it because some player might get embarrassed. But uh, good job, Pops. Thanks I was for- at that game too, Anthony. V- very impressive. Uh, I hope the fact that they're only, uh, you know, that they were only a uh, funky bowl champion and not a playoff team doesn't affect his status with the Conley Cup committee. Franklinville, Ellicottville beating Portville twenty-seven to fourteen. Uh, Francis, do you have a score on Depew Alden and Will South in Jamestown? I did research and nothing came up on the Twitter sphere. I don't know if Frank has anything. I believe Will South won. Jamestown looked really good, though. Savon Vincicle played a bunch. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Will South came out on top of that one. Is that a Chunky, full, a chunky Bull final? Yeah. Chunk, funky Bull? Yes, they, Will South won. And uh, Depew and Alden? Any, um... No, and Sean Brusso said he's going to beat us all up if we don't get a score quickly. I was threatened. We'll get it. He's going to beat us up. That's what he said. Calm down, Sean. (laughs) Niagara, we feel beat Williamsville East uh, 22-8. to And then we're going to jump over to last night's games. And we'll start off with Bennett defeating Orchard Park 51-27. to West Seneca West continues their winning ways with a one-point win over Starpoint 50 to 49. You have West Seneca East beating Grand Island 30 to 13. Cheektowaga over Albion 28 to 6. You had Pioneer beating uh, Fredonia Brockton 28 to nothing. Southwestern nipping Wilson 45 to 44. Maple Grove beat Salamanca 38 to 7. And Lancaster 21, Williamsville North 20. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about the games and more. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Oh, I'm loving the bumper music. But also, I'm upset that I'm going to miss the show Metallica tonight. 
Oh, man. What I'd give to be there. You've seen enough of Metallica. You've seen them at their best. I saw them in 1988, Monsters of Rock, or was it 87? Monsters of Rock Tour, the, uh, Master of Puppets, I think, had just come out. And I didn't know anything about Metallica. I just knew that they were a metal band. So I said, all right. They were playing with uh, Dokken, um, Kingdom Come. It was No, Kingdom Come, Dokken. They were both terrible. Then Metallica comes out, and I was like, oh, my yes. God. This band is amazing. And then after them, it was Scorpions and then Van Halen. And uh, blew him off the stage. They he blew. They oh, Metallica was just incredible. So I was. Oh, ever since then, I've been a, a huge Metallica fan. In fact, Nick will say on the way to uh, practice, "Dad, Master of Puppets." All right, here we go. <laughs> so we get ourselves. I taught him how to get excited for a game by listening to some uh, Metallica, and he loves Master of Puppets. Uh, by the way, anybody that is interested at Wilson High School today, two o'clock. Uh, Nikki and I, our team, will be playing Pendleton for our last game of the season. Then tomorrow, I will be announcing the 12 o'clock game and 2 o'clock game behind LaSalle Preparatory School on Buffalo Avenue. NASA is having its Super Bowl Sunday. Our 165-pound team, Vipers, uh, head coach Ron Cerrito's team, they'll be at uh, 2 o'clock. So I'll be there doing the announcing, having some fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, should be exciting. Nice. All right, guys. Uh, oh, Tom, yeah. you wanted to mention something about the Clarence game. So you, you got to give Coach Bergio credit here. I mean, we all said two weeks ago, watch Lockport in an op, in, in an upset over Clarence, especially after them losing their their star quarterback. He not only wins that game convincingly. Then he comes back against a Hutch Tech team who gave Will North everything they could expect in the week before and wins that game. Give him credit for getting that team ready to go and two huge wins to finish off that season and make it a success. He deserves a lot of credit for that. You know, and you talk about these, the you know, Chuck Monkey Bowl, the Class A one. Uh, this kid, Raekwon Smith of Niagara Refield, hadn't played football for until, until modified, modified, from yeah. modified. And he comes out his final game, uh, three receptions for 103 yards, two touchdowns. There's a lot of stuff on Twitter and social media about whether we should have these extra games that we should. This is why you have some of these games. This is the type of performances you have. It's about getting guys who aren't, aren't your starters into the game and having them make lifetime memories. This kid will never forget this night. But not only that, but what are the... the uh... I think one of the benefits out of having the extra game is your underclassmen, your young guys, get more reps in practice and in the game. You get yourself ready for the following season. Look at college football. You know that's why it's so important to go to a bowl game so that you have that extra time with your younger players to get those reps in. Any coach will tell you reps is so important, and especially too the last game or two of the season. Normally, you get call ups too from the JV squads up there, so. Those extra um, practices and getting in against older kids, seeing better competition, seeing all absolutely is tremendous. You get for some confidence at the end of the season. That gives you momentum going into the offseason. Maybe that kid is going to work a little bit harder. He's going to go in the weight room. He's going to run uh, on his spare time and get ready for next season. Not only that, Anthony, and uh, hats off to the. You know, late Chuck Funky, and you know, Chuck, I just thought the world of Chuck Funky and all that. Exactly. Uh, 
this he came up with this, especially after they went from eight-game seasons and only uh, semifinals and finals to seven-game seasons and quarterfinals and all that. But that did take away one game, at least one game from the lower echelon teams that failed to make the playoffs. This way, literally every team has an opportunity to play nine games now, whether you're uh, you know, 7-0 and at the end of the season or 0-7. And, and some of the games are pretty competitive. I was at the game Wednesday at JFK. They played Iroquois. Final score, I believe, 42-36. to 36. It was a one-touchdown game. Yeah, defense left on both sides of the ball, left a little bit to be desired. But it was a very entertaining game to watch, and the kids seemed to be having fun out there. And if it wasn't for the Chuck Funky Ball and the matchup games, that would have never happened. All right, I want to go to the phones right now and bring on Larry from Tonawanda. Good morning, Larry. Hey, Tony. How you doing? I'm doing good. And yourself? Good. Uh, I, I, you, we follow each other on Twitter, but um, I just want to say I'm, you know, I'm, I graduated in 95 from Gowanda, and I have nothing but a nine-year, I have one nine-year-old daughter so i have no boys or nothing but i love high school football and uh a friend of mine from work he's like hey i know you like to go to games he's like uh I'm, my kid plays for west seneca east if you want to go to that game and i'm like sure it's in grand island so i went last night that was awesome the the fans for the the east side they were so pumped up there's a cowbell ringing and and i think at one point they had the grand island fans just shushed it was it was amazing, and then at the end of the game, uh, one of the you know so East wins, and one of the cheer I hear one of the cheerleaders go, "Woo, we're going to the rough!" And I'm like, I got chills down my spine, and I'm like, that's what sports is all about. Oh, absolutely, Larry. Yeah, I heard the atmosphere was absolutely incredible uh, last night, and the uh, East fans especially were so pumped up and and well deserved. I mean, great game, great. They've had a great season. Now it's on to the lid, the Ralph, the whatever you want to call it, the Nerf. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks much, Larry. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate. Uh, Appreciate you listening each and every week and all the stuff that he sends to me on, on Twitter. Much appreciated as well. Does a great job at following high school sports. All right, guys, uh, any game surprise you? I mean, first of all, the point totals surprises me. At this point in the year, to be putting up 50-plus points, wow. And we saw that with Starpoint. We saw that with Bennett. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest surprise had to be the Starpoint West Seneca West game, right? I mean, uh, you knew... Aaron Chase and that offense had the capability of being able to put up those type of points. But we also felt that West Seneca West had the various athletes to be able to hopefully shut down or be able to they slow down that They have the defense that, that, that could do that, yeah. But when you got West goes up 21 nothing, mm-hmm. and then Star Point comes raring back. Four to, unanswered? Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. you got to give Star Point a, a ton of credit here. You really sure. do. Um, but West Seneca West still just did what it needed to They're do. Machine. Show, show why it's the number one team ranked in the state right now. It's another win in a game that they could have easily let go, and they won. And I think s- I'm sorry, Frank. I think the biggest surprise in that game, if you had told me Star Point uh, would have scored 49 points. I mean, West Seneca West is good, but 50 points? Yeah. I haven't seen that from them. Yeah, yeah good and point. It's going to be mm-hmm. a, a rematch from Week 7. 
You'll see the two West Seneca teams at New Era Field. I'm looking forward to that one. That's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. absolutely Unfinished amazing. Business. Well, we speculated that it could happen. We and thought it was going to happen last yeah. year, but South Park was able to come up big in that semifinal That's right. game over them. That's right. I'm going to tell you, West Seneca, get ready. You better show up over at uh, New Era Field. Show exactly your... Uh, could you, you be a little more specific? You said West Seneca, get ready. Well, the whole town better be there. You better be there. It's by design that you made it ambiguous. I understand. This this better well, they, be full West Seneca they, in that they game. Come, they come out for hockey, so they will be out there. <laughs> yeah, long. really. I think equally surprising, though, uh, did anybody expect Wilson to hang the Southwestern? Like I say, Frank they, they, and Dick. Actually, yes, I did. They, they yeah. did. they Last year, I think, was 28-27. Almost the exact same scenario. I told... You and Dennis on the way. You can see an upset today. If there, this is the thing about Wilson and Southwestern. Wilson matches up really well with Southwestern. Wilson doesn't exactly match up well with Cleve Hill. Oh, well, so, they lost to Cleve Hill by a touchdown. Yeah, they had a few touchdowns taken back. But still, I'm going to tell you something. It was an unbelievable football game. They were down 35-20. They roared back. The Lakeman did. But I'm going to tell you, the one thing I'm going to remember for a long time is, now these are two teams with a lot of history. They've played a lot of tight games like this. But there was no hitting after the play. There was no taunting. There was no bad language. These two teams respected one another. They played hard, left it all in the field. And after the game, they shook hands like gentlemen. And it was a lot of respect from both coaches. I want to make sure those coaches uh, understand. They do a phenomenal job. But the one thing, Coach Bill Atlas from Wilson is addressing his team. And obviously, they're, they're hurting. But... Steve Frax, the quarterback, recognized one of his players that had left halfway uh, early in the second half. He went out, number 54, uh, a sophomore uh, lineman went out, bad leg injury. He was trying to hobble back onto the field to listen to his coach one last time. Frerichs runs out to greet the player and helps carry him wow. over the pe- And that is going to, I'm going to remember wow. that for probably as long as I do this. But Steve Frerichs. An unbelievable football player. He was great last night. Cole Snyder was amazing, too. But that's the one thing I remember from that game for as long as I do this. Uh, Steve Frax, just a class kid, and I went into the locker room after. Those kids, they were down, they were out, but the, it's a family. They were hugging each other, and, you know, like a team. It was a great atmosphere in the Wilson locker room after the game, even after defeat. I hope Coach Atlas stops by today at 2. I'd love to uh, be able to uh, chat with him. Any truth to the rumor that the Wilson team got back to Wilson before you and Dennis made it home? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) They just got back a little while ago. I think they took a wrong turn and ended up in Erie, Pennsylvania or something. uh, Tony, I'll also tell you the other game to me that was the shocker was the Bennett Orchard Park game. not, I'm not, I guess I don't think I'm surprised about the outcome. It's, it's no, uh, I've got to be closer. Right? So there are two things that we've all said before the game. One, if I would have told you that Bennett was in a four, five receiver set all night, would you have believed me before the no. game? What? No. Four, five receiver set all night long, passed the ball all over the place. He changed everything for that Orchard Park game. McDuffie deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he sure. actually went in and changed everything for this game. And then when he ran the ball, he ran the ball for the most part. He did have a power package that he ran out of, but he ran off those four. He'd have four wide receiver sets, the two, the dubs, the two on each sides, and he ran off that. And with Orchard Park being so spread out, he was effective on the run too. Sure, because now you can't bunch up to stop the run. You've got lanes. If your, uh, your interior line creates enough space, you're golden. And then the other thing we also said... Before the game, 
there will be a time that Bennett would probably blow up. Everybody had said that, right? Oh, yeah. It wasn't Bennett who blew up. It was Orchard Park that blew up. Um, personal foul penalties all over the place. There was an ejection in the game. Um, it was totally the opposite of what you saw, what you'd expect to happen inside the game. Very uncharacteristic. Yeah. Give McDuffie a lot of credit. He deserves it. He got that team ready to go. They played. I got to tell you, watching them offensively, you couldn't stop them. They were that good, I'll tell you, out in the field. And uh, give uh, Lancaster something to think about. You know, Smith to Pompey, I think, went for three touchdowns. That's correct. An 80-yard yep. and two 30-yard touchdown passes all in the <coughs> second half. When Because uh, at halftime it was, what, 26-21. So it was a ball game coming back onto the Dennis field. Dennis brought this up yesterday. Has any other school gone to the nerf? Yep. In four different classes? I don't think so. I, I'd, I'd be McDuffie's amazed. Has any other school Bennett. gone in three yeah. classes? Possibly no. Enwell or one of those? Yeah. Maple, uh, Maple Grove, what, two? Yeah, Grove yeah two. but they've yeah. never been up to B. They haven't even been close no. to B. I'm saying that's why I said two classes. Right. So That's the most I've seen. And, Tony, if I could just do one more thing. I, I, You know, you have been a coach. I've also been a coach. And I've had the opportunity to coach some of these people in Orchard Park for years. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't coached them, I've coached against them or I've coached – my sons played as a player on their team. And, you know, I want to give just a special kind of shout-out myself to some of those seniors that will be playing their last game in Archie Bartolotti, Pearson Savarino, Louis Irizarry. There's some great kids out there I think the absolute world of. Um, and then, of course, as you guys know, Jordan, my son Jordan Prince, also played his last football game. You know it was a one-year thing because he hadn't played since he was in seventh grade. Um they all, I just want to just say, is very proud of the way you guys played this season. Great season, and I look to forward what the next chapter is in your lives. I can't wait to see Pataki next year. Yeah. <laughs> He's an unbelievable right. football player. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's go through some of the matchups that are, are going to happen at the stadium, as well as where we are with Monsignor Martin. So we'll have all of that. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. And then tonight, Sabres and Columbus right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports and Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. Talking about the matchups uh, going on uh, this week or be next weekend at the stadium, we started off with Lancaster against Bennett. Uh, rematch game, uh, Bennett was the only team to defeat Lancaster. Now what happens? Two extremely well-coached teams. Uh, McDuffie uh, is 1-0 against Rupp this season. They, I mean, Bennett was the first team to knock off Lancaster in, what, three years? Yep. So, I mean... Lancaster lost that Sean Davis kid halfway through the third quarter, early yeah. in the third quarter, just after returning a kick. And it was a ball game until Davis went out. Then that Bennett offense, they Lancaster couldn't stop Bennett after that, unfortunately for them. They lose the game. But you want to give Eric Rupp a second shot at somebody? Sean Brusso, that coaching staff that Lancaster has, those kids. There's not a single selfish player in Lancaster. It's not all a Brusso, single by one. the way. It's, it's all Sean Bruce. So I, I have a hard time betting against them. <laughs> like Collie uh, and uh, and Shinsis? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? As Tom said, Bennett's already shown their cards. They they they've shown their ace out of the card 
Yeah, last but week. McDuffie's also shown that he can adapt and come up with something different. Right. Uh, so I'm you, glad you have to sit back. To, yeah, now yeah, you've I'm got more to prepare for. Wait a minute. Yes. We prepared this much for them the first time. Now they come out and they throw in that four and five wide receivers. That throws another wrinkle in. That's going to take more time away from your practice as you're going to prepare for multiple offenses. And if Lancaster loses the game, it's because the better team won. If Bennett loses the game, it's because of the officials, right? <laughs> well, a lot of I think a lot. You can make that so statement wild. for almost so many teams in Western New York, whether it's little league or high school or college. Yeah, there's history there, though. You know, I, th- I, I think Bennett has to uh, win the first half big. I think if it's close as halftime, you know how uh, Coach Rupp is. He makes the adjustments at all time. I like if it's close coming out of halftime. I like Lancaster. You know, just to, first you got to give Lancaster credit for the win over Will North, right? Oh, a twenty-one twenty game. Wow. I mean, you come out of there, and losing. to be honest with you, those were the matchup which was probably the two hottest teams in in Double A coming into the Final Four, right? And then Bennett now has said, "Whoa, we're just as good," and proved their point against Orchard Park. But I'm going to tell you, I've said it, and you've heard me say it multiple times. I still believe. Lancaster is one of the best coaching staffs in Western New York. Absolutely. And they are going to have that team ready. That is going to be a close game. Could come down to the last possession. Then you got it's going to be a fa- the last play. It's going to be a fabulous That's game. That's the double-A game. West Seneca West, West Seneca East. Another rematch. Coach Fastola versus Marino. You know, again, Rival West, game. I it, mean, come on. Yeah. It is a rival I mean, game, but West Seneca West just have. This is so, like Joe's and Canisius playing for a championship. This is. I mean, you okay. can go down, down, but I mean, this is dumb. Down, down. But town, town. This is this is that Cheek Tawaga sure Maryvale matchup from last year, right? This is town within town, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. These kids all played little loop together. These kids played, you know, baseball uh, together. This is a town versus town scenario. You don't get up for this one. You ain't get Social media game. should be fun leading up oh, to this one. <laughs> you know, I, I was at the West Seneca. I was at the West Seneca East Grand Island game last night, and Grand Island actually had West Seneca East on the ropes for most of that game. It was a block. It was a quick hit blocked punt that turned the game around early in the second half. I don't. I don't think if that happened, I think Grand Island would have been going to the stadium. Monster game, Pioneer Cheetawaga. Can't wait. Rematch, oh man. Rematch. Again, they played that game with the terrible weather conditions, but Reich Riggerman, there's something about that kid that just kicks it into another gear. <laughs> That's what it come is. Come second half. You know, Chictawaga, they were in that game. Missing some the, players, too, right? Chictawaga was missing one of their linebackers. Because right. uh, what's was, his name? The quarterback had to play linebacker, which he normally did not. That's right. It yeah, looked Beal. like Pioneer blew them out, but it was a close game at halftime. Yeah. Beal was sacked as they were about to score going into the second half, so that could, that could have changed Watch, everything. Watch, Class D. How do you uh, see that happen, uh, playing out? And my old reliable line, if uh, uh, Charlie Sierra Papa. Oh, come on! That's, you didn't that, say that, 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 No, that's military language for CSP. Okay. Uh, if they don't win that game, there should be an investigation. Exactly. Uh, I cannot see that being. Don't you count off Randolph they have a good today. shot at going for the state. Do the state. not count off Randolph Frewsburg today. They're bringing in one of the best lines in Western New York, probably the best lineman in Western New York in Bernard. If they can stop that running game, Randolph has a chance. But sure. no one's been able to do that yet. We'll see, see I how agree. that plays out. All right, guys, we have a little bit more time left. Monsignor Martin, what are we looking at here? We're at Canisius O'Hare at 1 o'clock. Tom and I are doing the play-by-play, play-by-play, Mixler.com slash WNY Athletics. Going to be a great game. I know Canisius, a lot of people think they're going to roll O'Hare today. They will not. This will be a tough game. 
and I can't wait for it to start. O'Hare is a program on the rise right now, I think. Oh, well, they have, have a lot seniors. of seniors. They have a lot, a lot of seniors. seniors there. Been, but, and they have a lot, uh, some talent coming in. Uh, I'm under, you know, uh, I have information that tells oh. me they're getting <laughs> You have special intel. But, but, yeah, but they're, again, they're getting some, some close players Tony already. They played. They played some real close games already with right? They're going to be in this game. Do not underestimate them because they will be in this game. And, in fact, a lot of people were saying, we get back to the officials, that was the biggest complaint that came out of that Franny's O'Hara game, that there was some sort of official thing. Well, now you got your shot because now you got the big boys coming. And in O'Hara and cannot after. play for the Monsignor Martin State Championship. No. This is their state championship Absolutely. today. Absolutely. So they're totally going to lay it on the line. And I'm going to give them credit because they're smart. They've been coming to Niagara Falls and doing their homework on some of the kids up there. <laughs> so uh, good for them. Yeah, this Jump. will be a good game. While we're on Monsignor Martin jumping ahead, what do you think of uh, next week, uh, St. Joe's, St. Francis semi? I think St. Francis is going to come back and win that one. I don't know. St. Joe's is onto something here. They that freshman kid that's come out of nowhere all of a sudden. They got Saint the line. Joe's Ritz is going to play a full game. I think that's going to be know? enough for St. Francis. How do you know? He goes Joe, out there do you think he's going to go out they again stop. two games in a row? They couldn't you, you stop. The chances? They, couldn't, they can't stop anybody. They couldn't that's stop the O'Hara. St. Francis has struggled well, on the That's what I'm saying. I said St. Francis can't stop anybody. Did you see the highlights of Doty catching the touchdown pass for St. Joe's? You know, big 300 plus. Plus pound lineman, there he is. Oh, he's wide open. Looked like Victor Cruz out there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Odell Beckham be Jr. I was expecting to see the one hand grab. Aaron Chase set a record, I believe. Uh, 2009, Joel Okada set a record for uh, touchdown passes in a single season. I believe with the five touchdowns chased through yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I think he needed three to tie. He needed three, and so he's up two. Now Cole Snyder gets another week to play. He threw three touchdowns yesterday, so we'll be interesting Brooks. to see. I believe Leak Brooks last week set a single season record for receiving yards from Lockport. So congrats That's to right. him. That's right. Yeah. yeah so I believe he got an offer to UB as well. He put on Twitter. Really? Good. Yeah. Good for him. So outstanding. Good for him. Has uh, one of those uh, invited walk-ons or actual uh, scholarship? He. He's Either way, he's on the radar. He's on their radar, and that's important. Yeah. I like St. Francis, but they got a lot of work to do on defense, so they're not gonna they're not gonna win. All right, guys, we're gonna sign out now and uh, say goodbye for the week. Next week, we're talking about the games at the stadium. Uh, keep track of WNY Athletics online. Keep you going to uh, Facebook Inside High School Sports. A lot of stuff uh, put out there, so you're gonna want to uh, check that out. Go Cobras! We'll talk to you next week with more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.